definitely not funny. Actually, the least funny person I know. <laughs> well, welcome, Jackie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to Definitely Not Funny. This is very special. Jackie is someone I've looked up to for a while. Maybe maybe because her name's Jackie. Um, and I just want to be her. What? Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> she's tall. I don't know. <laughs> but how tall are you? Since I'm from China, I do centimeters. I'm 181 centimeters. I just got it checked in Taiwan. Okay. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm 5'7". That's but not no, even you're tall I'm five six I'm five six and a half but I round to five seven you are someone who I think is tall like Thank when you. I think of you okay yeah. great I will take that <laughs> I'll definitely take that so you grew up in China where in China I grew up in Beijing amazing yes. and then was your family from there always or like so my my dad is from Flint Michigan if you know where that is oh my god and my mother is Taiwanese so my mom grew up in Taiwan my dad went to school he went to Syracuse and he studied PR there um, moved to the city after college and decided that New York wasn't for him and he wanted to go abroad so he had the opportunity to move to Taiwan and work at the office there of his company and he was working in PR he was working in PR it was like a global agency so they had an office in Taiwan and that's where he met my mom who spoke no no English and he spoke no Mandarin which is also kind of the um what people in Taiwan speak yeah and they fell in love how how did we we get past the like being able to communicate with each other part I always share this story, but they went out on their first date and my mom, she would carry a portable translator that no you, way. back in the day, you could type something in there and um, yeah, they made it work and got married. And Wait, who learned the other language first? I'm definitely my mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my dad, my dad is, my dad's American. He's Caucasian. Yeah. Um, been in Asia for 30 years. His Chinese is is, is good. He's fluent, but <laughs> okay. he could he could be better for okay. thirty years in Asia. Um, yeah, they moved to mainland China to Beijing. Um, yep, and that's where my brother and I grew up. Amazing. And so you <laughs> and did you grow up speaking Mandarin and English, or just Mandarin? Mandarin is my first language. I watched a ton of movies. Um, yeah. which is kind of why I live here now, um, inspired me to move to Hollywood. But so I speak, I spoke English growing up. I went to a British school and yeah. it was international. And yeah, my teachers were from the UK. Very cool. <laughs> so what inspired you to come out here for college? I... I once heard that USC was the Harvard of the West Coast when I was really young, and I know that's not true. I was about to say, have they heard of Stanford? Or no? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but hey, I'll take it. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to go to Harvard because so funny Harvard. Yeah, and then, um, but when I was when I was thirteen or fourteen, my my dad's sister moved from Germany. Her kids went to international school in Germany to California, to Southern California. They moved to Laguna Hills, and I visited them for the first time. Yeah. 
and my aunt enrolled us in a surf camp and i remember i i think i was 14 okay very impressionable (laughs) yeah and i went to the surf camp and was completely blown away it was the culture the easy lifestyle the surfer boys who were my instructors and I, it was clear that I was going to live here yeah. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's very, very cool. Yeah. So that's why I'm here. Why are you here? Why yeah, am I here? Yeah, why are you in LA? Um, truthfully, kind of similarly, when I, so I grew up in Boston and mm-hmm. then when I was like very little, we would go and visit my uncles live up in the Bay in San Francisco and we would go and visit them. And every time we visited them, I was like, I'm moving to California. Why don't we live in California? I'm living in California. And they got me this shirt that says Born to be Wild California. I have it in my drawer right now. I love that. Um, And I would run around. And it was like a men's large. And I was like four years old running around in this dress. Um, And saying like, I'm going to live in California. I'm going to live in California. Whatever. And then in middle school, I was like 100% going to school in California. Mm -hmm. And then in high school, I was like looking at East Coast schools. Mm -hmm. But it was very much planned out like, okay, I was going to go to college on the East Coast, but then I was going to intern in Los Angeles or intern in San Francisco. And then after I graduated, I was going to move out to California. And then just the way everything unfolded, ended up kind of getting into USC and touring it and falling in love with it. And I was like, wait, I could just do the California thing now. I don't need to wait four years. Queen of USC, Jackie. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. No, truly, truly. I just talked a lot. (laughs) I love that. I realized what my like superpower was, was at school was because I didn't drink. I could go out every single night. Wow. So I was, that's why. So I people, didn't know you didn't drink. Oh, I don't drink at all. Four years. All of college, all of now. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Thank do you, you. Do you speak about that openly? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I talk about it on here. I basically, okay. I used to get really sick all the time whenever I drank. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, turns out I was just having like a severe panic attack with like OCD mm-hmm. in this like fear of lack of control. So I just refused to drink. In my first two years of college, I pretended I was drinking because uh, it was just easier than explaining the whole thing to everyone. And then I noticed my second two years when I told people I wasn't drinking, they treated me very differently. And it was like, and it was never like a, was never like, well, actually no, sometimes it was like, why aren't you drinking? That's so lame. But other times it was like, oh, that's really cool that you don't drink. And then, like, but I could tell, that, see that they would try to, like, pull it together. Be like, I'm actually not going to drink either. I'm like, you can drink. Do your fucking thing. Like, I don't care. Um, and then now, I just don't. Like, yeah. whatever. I've tried drinking now, and, I've, like, and I'm able to. It doesn't make me sick anymore. Yeah. But I get so annoying. Yeah. And I, like, I don't like being drunk. I hear you. I think it's I... really annoying. I completely understand, like, the frustration. I also very I, – I drink. Yeah. And I like to not drink sometimes when I go out. And yeah. I have fun. And I dance and meet people. Yeah. And Don't feel like when shit the I next day. tell people that I'm not drinking, I sometimes they, – they think, oh my, like, wow, you're – 
you're a liar. Like <laughs> that's no completely. Complete they'll be like, You're sober right now. Like yeah. that's weird. And I'm like, it's not oh, weird. That's rude. Yeah. I'm doing the same <laughs> shit you're doing. I'm just right. not inebriated. Like Right, exactly. But it's yeah. the same sort of like banal instinct. Like, it's so cool of you. Thank you. Yeah. So now I just kinda own it. I'm just sort of like, I don't know, it's not my thing. I don't like it. Awesome. Yeah. Love that. And if someone thinks that weird, well then thank God I figured that out now. Amazing. Out they go, a quick weed away. Okay, so in college, okay, what was sort of like your, and it, I'm curious, like both like growing up and in college, what was like your experience with like mental health and mm-hmm. kind of dealing with stress and anxiety and anything like that, especially when it comes to the transition from moving from not only from high school to college, but from one continent to another? It was hard. It was hard moving to LA yeah Um, you know how LA can be and I kind of grew up in a melting pot in an international community where I lived was full of like diplomats and expats and I had assumed that you know everywhere I would go would reflect this and LA is super international yeah. Right. I um, so I, I imagined the transition to be easy and I'd come to America over the summers when I was living in China because my dad's American. Um, but it wasn't easy. I was a spring admin, which yep. means that my first semester freshman year, I wasn't technically enrolled in any classes at USC. I was still there. I'm sure. Yeah. Do you know spring admits? Like, yes. I've had course, plenty of spring admits on the know. podcast too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, love that. And I so had, you lived in Gateway? I lived in Gateway. I had spring admit on my sash. That's so <laughs> fun. Wait, I love that. And your grad sash? I, I, I loved being a spring admit. So funny. At the time, it was hard though. And my roommates, I'm best friends with my roommate yeah. still, Zoe Brown. Yes. Who was Shout out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> she gave me tips. I was so nervous. Oh my God, you're so cute. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they were, they were, I mean, they're amazing. And they also had entirely different experiences as I did growing up. Yeah. And it took me a while to find people who uh, could understand kind of how difficult the transition was. And I can't really pinpoint what made it so difficult now, or at least feel it inside because it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was just uh, not feeling like I wasn't able to connect with anyone or I was kind of avoidant. I'm talking attachment styles now, but very protective of myself, not very willing to share um, because I assumed that they just, nobody would get it. But yeah, turns out Zoe is the one person who I feel knows me. Like I think of you and Zoe as synonymous. Oh, oh, thank you. Like, you two are like a pair. You're like sisters. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You yeah. guys are both amazing. Oh, oh. I So when I was what was kind of like that point when you mm-hmm. felt more comfortable to open up and, like, confide in other people and really build this community at school? Was it once second semester had started and you were in classes? Yeah. Or was it by sophomore year? Like, when do you think you really started to open up and connect with people? I think that Zoe and I and our other roommates, we were a pact. I began to fully kind of 
trust Zoe with, you know, being vulnerable with yeah. her, which I kind of wasn't with any of my friends in China because I had experienced like isolation in high school, you know, yeah. mean girls, all of that. Yeah. And so, and I'm very close to my family who yeah. are now all here. Which is amazing. Amazing. They yeah. moved here over COVID because it got really messy in China. Um, my house is now rented in Beijing and it, you know, home is like an abstract concept. I'm yeah. sorry. That's a lot. Um, but I always had them to confide in and they were my people and here I am in LA and they're, you know, so far away and we would talk, but I also was just experiencing like huge freedom and I was living in a room with this woman who yeah you know I would share such a small space with and it just kind of forced me to let her in and you know she's one of my biggest support systems to this day and I owe her um a lot of my growth truly I was such a night owl I'd sleep at like three daily when I was in high school sleep until three I would sleep I would go to bed at oh, 3 a.m. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. And um, and now we're doing morning Pilates tomorrow. And now we're waking up at 6. Yep. 5. <laughs> and Zoe, it's because she would force me to turn off all of the lights at 11. And I was livid, Jackie. That's so funny. And you know how Zoe is. She's yeah. very... She's like, no, 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 like, this is you can, how it's going to happen. You can publish all of this. Oh, I will. <laughs> 100% permission. Like, do not cut any of this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'd say I owe her and my other best friend, Haley. Shout out to Haley. And um, Anna and Olivia, who are all international as well. Yeah. To um, my experience in the U.S. being so much easier. And, you know, L.A. is a hard city. Yes. to live in it's um with I guess in the wrong groups of people you can feel a certain way about yourself that I think is yeah. out of your control sometimes is self-aware and confident you are and um I'm not saying to shy away or to sort of keep yourself in the same group so you don't feel these things but um yeah I completely became, agree with that I think you right. can fall into the wrong circle Right. And can very easily get stuck in a pretty toxic comparison game. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And USC is like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's unbelievable. I know. It's and some mm-hmm. place some parts of it, not at all. But some parts of it, oh my god. Yeah. It's because it's on every single level. Right. Like it's not just like a beauty contest. It's no. also like who's the smartest. Right. It's also like who has the most money, who's yeah. doing the most extracurriculars, like, yeah, every, who's the most athletic, every single thing is hit. Have you found a way when, you know, you find yourself in a comparison game mm-hmm. to sort of hack that and, you know, do you know so, what I'm trying to say? Yes. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard. The only thing that really works for me mm-hmm. is thinking would I and I got this from tanks 
<laughs> but like when I'm jealous of someone, mm-hmm. would I want to trade every aspect of my life for theirs? So like I can't just be jealous like, oh, they have like such a great boyfriend. Right. Okay, would I want their family life and their job and their personality and everything they do every day and where they live and whatever? Would I want to trade everything? Mm-hmm. The answer is always no. It's That's always so no. You can't like pick and choose. I can't be like, I thinking of it that way helps a lot more. Like thinking like, oh, I'm so jealous of this girl's hair and I'm so jealous of this person's job and I'm so mm-hmm. jealous of this person's shoes or something like that. Like, no, 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 no. Are you jealous of the whole package? Because it right. all comes together. Usually you're not. Usually you'll end up picking your own life over it. Right. I love and that. And that helps me. What about you? I love that. And, you know, I hate, struggling with that emotion I never would want to wish badly upon another person or feel shitty about myself yeah because of something that I feel I don't have so I tend to be really like acutely aware when the feeling of jealousy comes up and I'm just like human emotion breathe through it it really helps it takes you out of that whatever thought you have and back to the present moment yeah and I know that's a little you know meditation-y but it works every time yeah Yeah. and going Mm -hmm. off of that like the back to the present moment thing what I've noticed is really leaning into something you really value right so like in the present moment being like okay well what do I really like love and value about this moment I love my dog love him like you know like yeah and focus on that I'm so lucky I have it you know yeah I'm so lucky I am in LA I can live exactly you know I can afford living here I'm so lucky that my parents are right Right around the corner and um there's yeah there's so much good yeah (laughs) no it goes really well it's yeah it is and it's hard it's easy to lose sight of it right um yeah not not many people have Zeke (laughs) <laughs> he is something he's he a, is he's so cute he's been really cute right now he's facing <laughs> really cute right yeah. now okay interesting so then at school you what were, what did you study i studied pr did you, did you want to do that because your dad was in pr like i did um truthfully i i wanted to be an actress this whole time so funny really the whole time and i was like okay i'll do i'll do pr because i need a business something yeah and then I'll graduate and go full-on act and <laughs> yeah I mean I envied you know actors and so my funny. whole thing was to go to Hollywood and to study at SC and graduate with a degree in communications and then act become an actress yeah why so, didn't you oh my god um my senior year was quite turbulent yeah and um it made me realize a ton of things and um I think acting is like the one thing I do not want to go near (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I work with amazing actresses yeah um and I and I I think so highly of what they do I I can't ever do it myself you just don't want to do it yeah um and so right now I'm PR full time. I love it. Amazing. I feel this is what I'm meant to do. I think and, you're good at it. Um, 
yeah, I love it. I'm still working adjacent to acting and actresses and I still, you know, I think they're amazing and so glamorous. And I think their publicists are so glamorous, too. So. You are very glamorous. No. I will tell you that. You are. You have very, like, glamorous <laughs> elegance to you. Oh, um, well, And you're one of those people I can tell, like, you're going to be 80 years old and still, like, glamorous. And I'm oh, like, my God, Jackie. Fuck. Jackie. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm stroking your ego well, right now. What? Um, but, wait, what no, 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 okay, no, no, no. You're you not turning around me. on me this time. Okay, okay. Um, I'm curious to okay. hear more about your experience senior year you were saying it was turbulent okay are you willing to go into that a little bit yes I am okay what like Um, you you ended up taking a semester off I did I took my fall semester senior year off which was really hard um what ended up happening and why I kind of left acting um had you been doing it up through your junior year no 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 okay I my the summer before senior year started I went to New York and yeah. I studied at this like summer conservatory acting program. Okay. And it was amazing. And I think that acting or trying to act is so such good practice to be seen. Yeah. And um, you know, to practice your voice and allow emotions. And growing up in Asia, it was so hard like (laughs) um, he agrees right yeah (laughs) it's just it's like really hard to to let go acting allows you to or you're meant to feel things be vulnerable react to whoever you're speaking with in a scene and I just that was like the hardest thing for me to do because in China when I was growing up I felt I couldn't really you know express so much emotion it was already quite dramatic if you will but yeah I never cried in front of anybody um after the age of eight wow I didn't feel like I, I was safe enough in any environment to really be vulnerable in front of my family sure um and so I was in New York City summer before senior year and it was an intensive program yeah it's a great program and it was quite dramatic like intense and Mm -hmm. it really broke me down (laughs) yes and all of a sudden I was crying in front of people I was really I could feel anger in some scenes and it was amazing it was truly transformative um just in terms of me like crying in front of an audience yeah the minimal it was great and um but I started to get quite anxious and I just all of a sudden gave myself so much permission to feel whatever I was feeling. And yeah, yeah, this anxiety was exacerbated. I went to college and this time more than other times in the past when I've returned to school and, you know, said, see you later to my family in China. It seemed so much harder. I seemed to really be acutely aware of how 
the, the loneliness I felt or um, yeah, the stress, the worry about what happens after college. And it had really sort of, you know, came to a point where I realized for the past three years, <laughs> I've been trying so hard to stay afloat and yeah. to, you know, be on. I feel like I back then I felt every single day and I was so hard on myself. Um, and I, I decided, you know, maybe it wasn't such a bad idea to take a semester off. I'm very fortunate enough that I got to do so. I returned to China. I traveled a little. Um, I spent a lot of time with my family. My dog passed away oh, that so summer. Sorry. Thank you. Um, and we adopted a new dog. And Cute. Um, so. <laughs> so that was fun to spend so that time. Was, that was great. And um, yeah, I took the fall semester off and it was hard and I experienced FOMO. But yeah. in that period of time, I actually, I deleted my social media so I, I felt like I, I didn't really see any of it. Um, and at the same time, I was also isolating because I spent so many years um, sort of, you know, it becomes a little bit of a contact book, if you will. Totally. But I definitely was using social media for more, I think, it, it, it was less of a good thing back then than yeah. I see it as it now. I'm also older and yeah. I've come to realize like, what makes me feel good about social media and what is like destructive to my good mood um so yeah it was it was an isolating time it was really hard and I'm really happy that I took that time off coming back to USC was a challenge in itself yeah yeah I'm curious well I'm curious before we get to that like Mm -hmm. when you were making the decision to take the time off were you worried about like how how are people going to react how am going to how am i going to explain this to my friends like how am i going to explain this to future employers like sure. you know all those mm-hmm. things that kind of could come up as someone in their senior year like right. if what was it that you sort of sort of told yourself to like allay those fears right well something that helps me is i tend to I think this is a little bit of my PR thinking, but there's there's no changing the past. Yeah. Um, and I also believe in radical honesty in how you, you know, I would never say that I graduated in May of yeah. 2019 when I did, when I graduated in December. And I, I usually tell people that I took t- some time off. Um, I sort of, I traveled a little. I was lucky enough to do so. Yeah. And um, with my friends, <laughs> I'm so lucky. I'm sure you have an amazing circle, a support group, if you will. Um, my best friend Haley was instrumental in sort of my my healing process, and she was there for me through it all. She called me during my time off, and um, I never felt disconnected completely from my life in LA and um coming back to school was challenging people kind of 
or maybe this is just me being pompous and thinking they were like, where have you been? But <laughs> yeah. well, they I, probably asked that. I'm well, sure. No, I, I, I said I took, I took some time off and it wasn't too bad. I don't feel like I um, missed too much. And I think we're all on our own timelines. And it was hard to really believe at first that I wasn't lagging, if you will. So you would say that taking the time off yeah. was worth whatever like speculation or confusion there was from other people. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know. Yes. <laughs> so for someone considering mm-hmm. like right now, like for sure. Oh my goodness, I say please. I I it, I would not have you not be where you are today. I would not be where I am today. I would not have the sort of courage that I didn't know I had um honestly I think you know we all each live our separate lives and comparison is so tricky in this city in our school um but there's no shame to taking care of yourself and your mental health that is so important and nothing works if you don't tend to your well-being yeah yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah I mean Good. judgment aside and so everything. then okay so then after graduation you started working in PR can <laughs> you did. give can you give us a little bit of like a PR crash course like <laughs> like in the, in the sense oh my of like God. what is the gist of PR okay how does it work and what do you what's your day-to-day well I just told Jackie that she's an amazing PR person <laughs> truly Thank oh my you. god yeah so sweet. your reputation is impeccable <laughs> and your network is extensive and <laughs> you're you. a great journalist truly please please air this okay I'll get okay great <laughs> Thank you, um sweet. of course no I think um PR I'll just talk about PR and entertainment um PR and entertainment is essentially Oh my goodness, all of my mentors are going to roll their eyes at least this explanation. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, so I did PR for a movie studio right out, out of college where yes. I, um, we would promote the titles that this studio released. And it's um, different than marketing. Different than marketing. I, PR is purely unpaid advertising if that makes any sense yes. it's so can you give um, examples yeah it's from for example I am your publicist yes you are then I go okay um so and so reporter I want to introduce you to Jackie Norris who is a star podcaster <laughs> and talks about you know mental health in the digital age and she's interviewed everyone from Angelina to (laughs) you know I'm not gonna say the last names to Brad um, (laughs) and she'd love to share with you why it is so important to you know like be completely vulnerable and she invites people on her podcast to speak their truth and you know I'd just love to introduce you to her I and love sometimes that. it's not an interview sometimes it's a relationship you start building and it could 
evolve into something else and you never know where that will get you right you read journalism can change the course of someone's career yeah they can um really expose the bad people and yeah pr as a publicist you're you're the mediator yeah. you know you make you make these introductions you connect people and you know i think you'd be a great pr person because <laughs> you have such an extensive network and you know how to bring people together and you know how to introduce people thank you yeah for sure I mean that is a really slight piece of kind of the day-to-day of a PR person but I think it's maybe the most important your relationships and um yeah my dad he's done PR for the past 40 years and um he's so good at it because he's such a kind person and people love to meet kind people and to talk to them and to share with them so yeah amazing (laughs) how does how does the structure work so like let's Mm -hmm. say let's say zeke is the star okay Okay. he has a new movie coming out okay um it's called zeke the freak okay and you're like okay there's one team who does all the social ads and the billboards that's the marketing team Right. right, who pays to put the billboard on the 405. Yeah, like paid advertisement. Of Zeke the Freak the movie. For sure. <laughs> and then you reach out to, I don't even know. I'm trying to, to, so to like to dog Vogue. magazines. Yeah. Okay, okay, Vogue. <laughs> to Vogue. Vogue Pets. To Vogue Pets. Yes. And you're like, Vogue Pets, this Meet movie. Meet Zeke. Meet Zeke. Yes. He's got a whole movie coming out. It's going to be a blockbuster film. Absolutely. And then Vogue Pets decides, we're going to do a cover issue on Zeke. PR. Does Zeke pay you for that cover issue or is Zeke paying you like a monthly fee? Monthly fee. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then whatever you can get Zeke in that month. Exactly. That's sort of, that's what Zeke gets. Exactly. And people don't realize, but just like buying a billboard space that costs X amount of money. Yeah. Being on the cover of Vogue costs x amount of money right <laughs> yes so and yeah. but it's is there a lot of turnover in pr because if like let's say all right zeke's up and coming right now right. and no one knows who stop it no one knows who zeke is so he's paying you right now he's paying you ten dollars a month okay. to rep him okay? okay it's a lot of money for zeke he makes so very much. he makes very little money um <laughs> so he's getting there so he pays you ten dollars a month and then and you're trying to build this relationship with Vogue Pets. Right. But it takes you four months to build the relationship with Vogue right. Pets before Vogue Pets is like, we want to put Zeke on the cover. Right. Do a lot of, are there clients who at month three are like, I'm out of here. I've spent $30 and you haven't, I'm not on the cover of Vogue Pets. That yet. is something I think about every day. Okay. <laughs> so I think that time that you put in, in this industry is so important because you've got to build that network yeah and I'm at a point in my career and I'm a few years you know actually I'm I'm like similar amount of time out of college but my peers like yourself you all work at these yeah you know it's cool people our friends are starting to like do very significant things right exactly So it becomes easier and yes. faster. In this industry, as slow as it can take to build that, it's also a rapid, like, you know, stuff works quickly. Yeah. You know, like 
a movie will be released like that. Yeah. And um, reporters, they write quickly. They have to meet their deadlines. They always have to come up with new stories. So what happens? What happens if Zeke's working with you? Okay, He's yes, paying 10 yeah. bucks a month for three months. And you've been talking to Vogue Pets about Zeke. And they're like, maybe later, maybe later. Now <laughs> Zeke comes and, and he's like, I'm hiring Jackie as my PR agent. Okay? okay. Jackie Jackie number two wasn't good enough. I want Jackie number no. one. No. He's like, Jackie number two couldn't get me on Vogue Pets. I want Jackie number one too. So now I go to Vogue Pets and I'm like, I've got this guy Zeke. And Vogue Pets is like, you know, we've been hearing about Zeke for months now. Might as well put him on the cover. And now Boom. Zeke is like, wow, I've been with Jackie number one for one month and she already got me on the cover of Vogue Pets. Does that happen? And would you be fucking pissed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I that does. That I happen. really hope that doesn't happen to me. You know what, though? If, if this Jackie, who's Zeke's current publicist, needed that win, she needed it. Okay. Right? I like that way of thinking so, it. Yeah. And Zeke's a diva, it sounds like. So I want to take a little a little turn for it and talk a little bit about dating. Oh, God. Your experience dating in LA. You're single right now. I'm single. Thank God. Um, I didn't, And are I, you single? Yes. Okay. Like, I, what I literally said in my episode the other day, I was like, I couldn't be more single. Like, I couldn't be talking to less people. But anyways, I digress. Um, like, your dating experience in LA kind of I'm, I'm curious what you think I know you were talking to me about attachment styles and okay. I'm very curious to learn more about that because I've never like really okay. looked into it read anything about it but I have a lot of friends who are like really into it I recently finished this book attached okay yeah that's the one my friends read and I'm pretty mindful about people sharing book recommendations and singing their praises just because there's so much out yeah. there um, my brother, however, who is kind of, how do I say it? He's definitely avoidant, um, doesn't talk about romance much, or yeah. doesn't share with me at least, um, told me after a mini heartbreak that I should read Attached. And that's what I did. And wow, <laughs> I had no clue what attachment styles were. Yeah, and I don't know anything about it. So there are primarily three attachment styles there's anxious anxious preoccupied there's secure and there's avoidant and anxious preoccupied is basically someone who is say you're in a situationship and you're preoccupied with like this this person like this feeling oh this is me this is you okay yeah this is me too okay i'm sorry <laughs> for anyone listening but you know i would love to be secure and i think i tend towards more secure but i'm definitely not avoidant um yeah. maybe i used to be but avoidant is more so no i'm kidding i don't think i ever was avoidant but just <laughs> like emotionally unavailable and tends to like push vulnerability away and so when an anxious person gets together with an avoidant person, it's just disastrous. I mean, and it happens all of the time. Oh, yeah. I've dated some avoidant people each, for sure. Each person's style, the avoidance, like, oh, my God, so needy. Yeah. I, can't, I have to get away. 
and then the anxious people are like oh my god they're so like love the chase it's like roller coaster of emotions and they mistake that with love right like when they text me I'm so thrilled when they don't I'm depressed and um and this book the takeaways I found through it um are that you can sort of look for more more people who are easier on your heart like first and foremost right if there are these it it's called smoking like something in smoking signs or something red flags basically yeah um just like do you want me to name some and see yeah you feel like this is describing some of the people you're seeing yeah okay then maybe this isn't this doesn't have to be in it no i'll keep it in really yeah oh, yeah 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 because <laughs> well, i'm not okay. seeing anyone currently so it'll just be people okay. i've seen in the past which um, could mean literally anyone kind of like you can be vulnerable and you feel like you're having a great time with them and then you don't hear from them and you're so confused you're like yeah wait what what happened like that's one of them um kind of leaving you in the dark uh let's see yep there's there there's one that was like people who are avoidant tend to kind of like bad mouth their exes um or kind of oh my gosh there were some other like classic ones that were so easily identifiable yeah and i'm forgetting all of them but how do you can you change your attachment style i think the goal is to lean more towards being secure secure. you know what though i loved reading this part of the book you know how like new age self-love it's like you have to be a whole person yeah you have to be complete in order to find a partner yeah in the beginning of this book it debunks that and it's saying how humans are like you know it's our basic need to want companionship yeah companionship belonging and um and when you find the right partner it's amazing you thrive more from that it's not like you depend and that's really comforting yeah to know that you don't have to be completely perfect in order to like meet the person so yeah i really want you to read this book okay i'll read it yeah, please I'll do. I'll download it on my Kindle. Please do. Dating in LA is, you know, it's like dating in any... Do you use dating anywhere. apps? I, I very much do, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> do you have success with them? You know, I meet a bunch of people yeah. on there. Is is that kosher to say? I mean, I yeah. I like going on dates. Um, I enjoy meeting new people. Yeah. And I now see it as like an avenue of a meeting of like making connections yeah Yeah. because LA is big you know where do you meet people sometimes in the weekday when you're busy at work so there you go apps are helpful I mean you use apps right I use apps what's your favorite app? right now I'm on a big bumble kick okay bumble I like bumble because Mm -hmm. it people are people are like on bumble they're like willing to talk 
Okay. Like they're like, okay, I actually want to talk. I actually want to go on a date. Yeah. Like I'm not going to like sit and linger because there's like the 24 hour thing. Like you have to, a girl has to respond within 24 hours of matching. And then the guy has to respond within 24 hours of the girl responding. So it like um, has to start a conversation and the match just dies. Right. So you like actually talk to people. Right. And do you like initiating the conversation? Oh yeah. I do on everything. Amazing. Um, and then on Bumble, I have to, so it's great because I was gonna do it anyways. So legend, <laughs> this way it's sort of like, legend. Okay. But yeah. that's because I'm so like antsy, and I'm like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. I know, I know. I was talking to my therapist about that earlier today, but it's yeah. like this whole, I mean, everything, but also dating is like instant gratification. Like we must meet now. We must have a follow up date in a few days, or this will. Fizzle. will fizzle out and, yeah yeah and no and I was talking I actually was talking mm-hmm. to my therapist about this because mm-hmm. I'm like what's wrong with me like why am I so like obsessed with this and right she's like what do you mean what's wrong with you she's like your entire life you've been told that this is the most important thing right she's exactly like, since you were three years old watching television and movies like yeah. the thing you were told was the most important thing was to find Prince Charming like there was nothing else that was of value that was like taught to you. And I'm like, just, and not, not as like a fault of my parents or anything, just literally pop media. Yeah. Like that's what culture was for young girls. So of course we're sitting here at 25, 26 being like, wait, I'm supposed to find someone right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I doing? That's the whole goal. Right. And so you can have, it's very upsetting because it's like, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where everything else is actually going really well for me. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. And look I'm at you. sitting here and I'm like, why am I still upset about this one thing that doesn't really intrinsically matter that much to me? Mm. But like, it feels like it's the end all be all. The thing being to being be in a with someone. Or being with someone you really like or like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like finding someone you have that connection with. And it's like, yeah. that's because that's what I've been told my value, where my value lies. Right. But truly, let me tell you something. Jackie, I would not worry because you don't want to be a spinster. You won't be a spinster. No, I'm not, I'm not yeah. worried about that. No, I worry. Funny. Sorry, I'm I'm thinking out loud. No, I'm you shouldn't be worried about that because <laughs> it's not a bad thing. That's the no, thing. It's There's true. There's nothing wrong with that. It's true. There like, is nothing wrong. A lot of people, but the thing is, a lot of people like don't want it. Yeah. I want it. Yeah. No, I get that. <laughs> I don't mind it. I'm sorry. Um, Wait. But you only want no. it if it's great. You don't want it if it's subpar. No, please don't set. Don't settle. don't settle. No, exactly. don't settle. Don't, don't, don't. Settle. N- never settle. No. Ever. Yeah. No. Okay. Lastly. Okay. I have one final question for you. I ask all my guests this. What advice would you give to your 16-year-old self? Um, I would tell my 16-year-old self that you are, you're a good person don't worry you you'll find people who will understand you and celebrate you and those will be your friends yeah and it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be so fun yeah <laughs> I love that <laughs> thank That's you perfect Jackie well oh thank my God. you so much for coming on thank you oh so much God. for being so vulnerable and sharing so much and like kind of willing be willing to go across the board with me thank you Jackie topics. so yeah and I want to come to Beijing with you. Anytime. Would love. Anytime. Can we go right now or no? We can't go right now because of COVID uh, stuff. I, there's like a visa thing. Okay. So do. anytime, but that's not a- right now. Anytime yeah. that's not right now. Zoe <laughs> right. came with me. 
you can ask her about it. Would love to come. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Thank you, Thank Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Did you laugh? I didn't. You want to know the story of how Zeke got his name? Yes. Before I had a dog, my friend, I was like on a walk with her. This was during COVID. And she went to a different school and she was telling me about this guy she was hooking up with named Zeke. And I was like, that's such a great name, <laughs> but like not for a human. And, that's so funny. And, I was like, I would totally name a dog Zeke. So I was like, okay, if I get a little white dog, but it's a boy, it's going to be named Zeke. And if it's a girl, it's going to be named Finley. And um, I got a little boy. His name is Zeke. It's short for Taziki. And because I thought that's cute. Like Zeke, Taziki. And that's his namesake. <laughs> so yeah, that is Zeke. Love that. Love. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>